0: Well, welcome to this special broadcast. I have another special broadcast of the Leaders Fuel Daily podcast because this is big announcement day. There's something big happening here for Leaders Fuel Daily, and that is I am welcoming Jen Chicone as a member of the Leaders Fuel Daily teaching team. Jen, good to see you today, and thank you for being on here. I appreciate you very much. Mm-hmm. And so uh, let me explain so that people understand that Um, you and I actually, we share some similarities in our, in our background, in our journey. We weren't, uh, at one point in time, neither one of us were entrepreneurs, but we happened to have the same title. We were both executive directors with the YMCA and I was in the camping branch of that. And you were in the facility branch of that here in Greenville. And that's how we actually first met. And then fast forward to today, I'm a business coach and you're a health coach and your company is uh, Dare to Thrive. And I, I'm going to ask you all about your company in a bit here, but we've been having this conversation and the first of many, what I want people to know is that they, they're they going to get hopefully get used to seeing you on Leaders Fuel Daily because you're going to be bringing some great content. And one of the passions that you and I share is this whole idea of conscious leadership, and we both have a favorite. One of our favorite books is the Fifteen Commitments of Conscious mm-hmm. Leadership from the Conscious Leadership Group. I use it extensively, and I know that you do as well. In what you do, and so what we uh, what we're going to talk about is just y- what what I'm hoping that people will find the value in is that you're going to really hold this uh, health coaching seat on leaders fuel daily. That's going to be your lane. And I am sincerely hoping that many people are going to be able to get to know you and understand the value of what you do and how much it helps and that it can be helpful to them. I want people to be connected to you. I want them to go to dare to thrive because they see you here. But you know, we want we want people to know our stories, don't we? And why why this matters so much. So, so I know I've talked a lot here to set all set all this up. You're a very patient person, but um, what I just talk about, what is it meant for you? What is this whole idea of conscious leadership meant for you? And about your journey, and just tell us that story about that.
1: Thank you. Um, Yeah, where to start? So, leadership and conscious leadership became really important to me fairly early in my Y career. Uh, I was blessed with many, many amazing supervisors, bosses, whatever you want to call them. But I had one or two that actually made me realize what poor leadership could mean for the team and how that could really um, impact your group of people negatively. And it really inspired me to learn how to become. A better leader. Yes. And so, for the 20 years I was with the Why, I was blessed with tons of training and opportunities. But some of my best learnings actually came from my staff, which I think yeah. is where you know, as a parent, we right. learn most from our right. kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same idea. Um, and one of the statements that really, and you and I were just talking about this, really kind of set me up for my next career mm-hmm. was a staff person who said. Jen, I never want to be an executive because I don't want to work the hours you work. Mm-hmm. I don't want to um, be on call all the time. I don't want to have the life that you have. Mm-hmm. And actually, she said the life that you don't have. <laughs> because right. I didn't have life. Right. And it, it reminded me that part of being a good leader is being a good example to my team of how to make work a part of a healthy part of our lives. Yes. How to make it a good I know we all use the word balance, mm-hmm. um, but how do we, when we're not being healthy, physically, mentally, relationally, it impacts our work Absolutely. and it was impacting my work. Mm-hmm. And it was actually part of the reason that I ended up leaving the Y. I had become a workaholic yes. I and I, I call myself a reforming workaholic as we speak. Um, seven years later, I still have a lot of those habits that I'm trying to break. Oh, I'm just conditioning at, almost, right? Exactly. And yeah. which reminds me of how strong habits are, by the way. Yes. And so I knew that I needed for my personal health. Yeah. I needed to step away from that and find something that I could have more balance yes. and that I could serve in a, in a similar yet different way. And so I've spent the last seven years mm-hmm. learning more about physical health, mental mm-hmm. health, relational mm-hmm. health work health, um, all those different areas and how they all intersect each other. And um, they just, they really impact each other far more than I think we generally give them credit for.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, I love using this word harmony instead of balance, because this idea, I I say this all the time, if everything was in balance, you wouldn't move because as soon as you move, there wouldn't be any balance, but it's harmony. But I really, um, I want to ask you this question as I listen to you and I think about like what led to you being in this full on workaholic mindset, where did the, let me, let me ask you this, where do you think your motivations On the front end of that, because you probably didn't start your Y career as a workaholic, that became something about you, right? Where do you think your motivations were? And I'm asking really kind of like your purest intentions and where you wanted, where you, why you were doing what you were doing as you saw it at that time. Talk about that a little bit.
1: I talk with my coach about this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, part of it, I think, goes back long before the why. to my dad. My dad was a very, had a very strong work ethic and so, he yeah. developed mm-hmm. in it, that mm-hmm. in me. And um, his, he was always most proud of my accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Um, when I worked hard, when I brought in wood quickly, when mm-hmm. I got good grades, it was the accomplishments that yeah. my dad had spoke the most words of affirmation over me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very similar to my dad in a lot of personality traits as well. Mm-hmm. I also have taken the strength finders and achiever is my number one strength. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely a strength, but it can become a weakness when applied to liberally, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the Y, I think it it was this perfect storm actually mm-hmm. of, I loved the Y mission. I still do mm-hmm. really 100% in mm-hmm. the Y mission. And so it was my way of serving the world and, and doing good things and, um, helping other people. I love to help other people. And I had some really neat opportunities. I worked with teenagers in New York city for three years and absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where I got my value from that, I started. That's where I found value in what I did every day, which yes. isn't a healthy place to be. Yeah, um, and so that's really it. As I became more and more of a leader, and felt that my role was not only to serve my members or participants, but also my team, and mm-hmm. really protect and insulate them in a way. Yes, um, that became my my focus, and it became. Uh, my reason for everything when mm. I mean, it's your reason for everything yeah. and 70 hours a week is no big deal
0: you do and it becomes <laughs> just the norm right yeah. and it occurs to me as i listen to you is that what happens as first of all more and more of your time gets devoted to your work and then more of your attention and then more of your energy gets You know, basically input into that or really, I think the better way is to say output is that you had this increasing amounts of output and decreasing amounts of input. And so that sort of recharging aspect where you're at a place where what you're trying to help people do is live a healthier life. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I think this idea, though, that the farther you go up in responsibility, the, the more diminished that input becomes in your life and the more maximized the output comes. And that's a recipe for burnout, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. And I definitely reached burnout a couple of times in my career.
0: You know, I can say for me, without question, my life changed the very day I became an executive director, Mm -hmm. meaning that there was something about the whole equation that instantly changed. And so in one moment, it's opportunity. And, you know, you feel the prestige executive, you have that title executive in front of your name. Now, I was a director before and now I'm an executive director. Uh, But listen, I'm not ungrateful for for the opportunity that it provided at all. And I'm not ungrateful for the experiences. But I would be completely dishonest if I did not say that that did not come with an an immense addition of pressure mm-hmm. and for me and I'm not I'm not here to tell my story I'm we're here to, about yours but my point is I also stepped into a situation where with a camp where I was had lost half of its operating revenue and that all took effect on the first day of the fiscal year and guess what that is the day that I became the executive director so it was like having a patient in cardiac arrest. I mean, it was you know, and you're pumping away and and so there was there was that dynamic in it. But I'm saying that he, given that same circumstance, if I was still the program director or whatever, I, I don't think the pressure was there. I think the pressure jumped up and so there's there's that a bit of it. I don't know. Did you experience anything like that as you moved along? was, was it anything similar for you?
1: I did. And uh, one of our HR directors at the Y, she said, Jen, your personality is the type you like to go in and fix a, a a situation that's in kind of turmoil, like, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. a situation here. And then you kind of get bored and you want to move on. Um, So I always walked into (laughs) those types of situations. Mm -hmm. That's what I thrived on. I loved that challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, But then yes, it became, um, just fuel for the fire. And I'm like you, I'm very grateful for that opportunity. And Mm -hmm. no one told me I had to work the hours that I worked. That was, that was all on me. I stayed Mm -hmm. late. Mm -hmm. I worked every holiday because I chose to. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was, it was that in some ways, very exciting. I was able to face this challenge and this battle, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was, I didn't know how to step back and rejuvenate and refresh and restore and keep the rest of my life anywhere in that harmony that you talked about. Yeah, for
0: sure. Well, thankfully, thankfully you have, you're not in the same place and you're in a completely different place. And not only are you there, but you're bringing many other people along on that journey. So what about for you personally, and this whole idea of conscious leadership? Can you talk specifically about some things about being a conscious leader or just leadership in general that have been helpful to you to have a deeper understanding of all this and to move, you know, as you've moved out of that role and into doing something different? Talk talk about that a little bit.
1: Well, it's interesting being an entrepreneur. You know, I'm leading myself. Yeah. <laughs> and that becomes a little different. Um, you, know, you talked about the pressures of being an executive. Now mm-hmm. I realize all the pressure I'm putting is on myself, Yes, uh, which is sometimes feels a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, through the conscious leadership though, um, yeah, I know you use a lot the drama triangle and the mm-hmm. empowerment triangle. And those yeah. are i I've actually even shown my teenage children because to me, that self-leadership, mm-hmm. that understanding that I get to choose how I show up yeah. I get to choose whether I'm going to be open mm-hmm. and uh, willing to learn or whether I'm closed and defensive and it's mm-hmm. got to be my way or the highway, mm-hmm. even within my own business, being an entrepreneur, remembering that is huge It is because I don't know how many people will know when we, we taped this, we're a, almost a year exactly to when the world went crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there were a lot of moments in there where, owning your own business was kind of scary. Yeah, for and, sure. I mean, anything in life was scary. Yeah. But that drama triangle just kept coming back to me. Mm-hmm. Like, am I going to choose to be the victim or the villain? Am I going to choose to have that victim mindset? Or am mm-hmm. I going to choose to look at where do I have opportunities? Yes. And whether that meant an opportunity for me personally mm-hmm. to take care of myself, mm-hmm. um, to recharge and rest and refresh, or whether that meant taking the opportunity as a business leader to um, see how this could help other people. A lot of people are hurting health-wise right now. So this feels like a good opportunity to talk to people. Um, But that conscious leadership to me is really that understanding that you have a choice yes, and you have that choice, not only every day, but every moment. Mm -hmm. And I used to be one of those people that if I had a bad morning, it just spiraled. And it would become a bad day.
0: Oh yeah. And, okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was one of those if I spilled my coffee on my pants, like that was the beginning of a that terrible it. day.
0: You, you it was all over.
1: It was done. And yeah. I just stayed down in that victim mentality. Like, <laughs> everything's happening to me. Oh yes. And now I say, okay, I guess I need to go change my pants and let's like the next choice is still mine. Yeah. And just even those little shifts can make such a big difference. Yeah.
0: You're speaking my language. I love the word shift. (laughs) Uh, It's one of my, uh, and it's this idea, what you're saying there too, is you learn one of the, among the many other things, when you start to really get into this idea of conscious leadership and, and being more empowered as a leader and that it really, it, it, one of the things you're saying there is as an example, you tr- you're you able to treat everything as a singular event. Spilled coffee on my pants. Is not tied to, oh, I had a bad dream last night and woke up at 2.30. Right. Isn't tied to, oh, someone comes and tells me they're not, you know, calls up and tells me they're not going to be able to make it to work today. Right. Those things are all singular events. They don't have to be connected together. And guess what? They don't all mean I am a victim of life. Life is happening <laughs> to me. It's just you know, I'm, it's it just another opportunity to show you your own resourcefulness, right, and a deal. and so it's a great thing, and that, and, uh, and I know you're going to have so much to share about how this impacts health over, over time, and as you're sharing on, Leaders fuel daily here. There's going to be a lot. Is there? Is there maybe one other thing that uh, that's used, that this has really been a pretty pretty key piece in in my growth, or something that you, or is there something that you find yourself saying a lot to people? It's this, uh, you know, because there are certain things that I'm I I'm very intentional about helping people mm-hmm. to understand, and therefore I repeat them often. <laughs> so is there anything like that give me any nuggets like that for you anything that you you share with people pretty frequently
1: a big one that has come up um lately and I actually learned this over this last year nice. um is what rest truly means Ooh, okay um I was a person um I try to I, I try to respect sabbath Mm -hmm. Sabbath always felt like punishment to me. Mm -hmm. Like it was, you're not allowed to do anything fun. (laughs) It's a rule. And yeah. And this last year, it really, I was reminded it's a gift Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and that rest is supposed to restore and rejuvenate and Mm -hmm. leave you refreshed. Yeah. The difference between rest and lazy Mm -hmm. is what you do in that time. Mm -hmm. So what I used to think was rest Mm -hmm. might be me vegging in front of the television Mm -hmm all day, probably binge eating at the same time Mm -hmm. or mindlessly scrolling social media. And I felt like those were resting because I wasn't physically doing something right. What I really learned this last year was true rest might look similar on the outside, but it might be me sitting and doing a 10 minute meditation app. It might be be me journaling. It might be me going for a walk or taking a nap. Mm -hmm. It's something that at the end of it, I actually feel refreshed. Yeah. Instead of at the end, if you've ever binge watched TV, at the end of it, your brain feels like mush. Right. And yeah. I realize it's, it's not the same thing. And that's, but so often when we're tired, mm-hmm. we go for the thing that is actually more lazy that actually makes us feel more tired.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. So the return of it, you end up at a lower place, don't you? Instead Absolutely. of being at a higher place. And you just what keep going
1: a, further in the mud. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What a great reminder. That's, the, I, I'm glad you shared that. And this, that rest is restorative that and also i think what you're talking about there is this idea of the sabbath being a gift is that it it helps us to operate our lives in harmony with the rhythms that were built into us rest is a rhythm right in its in its restorative form rest is part of a rhythm and i think what probably happens when we're take when we have the opportunity for rest but we do sort of the below the line the lower take us right. down low activities is that we're probably not operating our lives in harmony with that rhythm we're probably working against it in, in our mm-hmm. in our own way and the easy way it, that is unconscious meaning that mm-hmm. we're not necessarily saying oh i'm gonna go i know i want to feel terrible therefore i'm gonna sit down and binge right. watch right that's not a the conscious decision it's actually unconscious and it's this sort of belief though somewhere in there that yeah. somehow I'm entitled to veg oh, yeah you know, you know and so that's it a, yeah right and well yeah, but you, that's not actually rest and that's not actually what what is that and I always ask is that serving you yes. and, and it's not really and again there's a moment there are times to sit and Absolutely. watch there's times to scroll but as a regular routine and build it into the habit and that's what you do. And then you just end up not on the end. I, oh, good stuff. Love it. Absolutely love it. Okay, so so there's gonna be so much more to, more, more to come here. I can't wait for people to learn from you. You, you have so much to share here in such a valuable voice and it's credibility. You know, I want people to know that, um, I want people to know we're not, we're doing this in a way that, we're not binding one another to some kind of contract. Um, I'm not paying you to do, to do this. I want people to work with you. I want that to be the return that you get from doing this. And I want them to know that they're getting value from you. But, but for me, this is because I trust you. And because I know that you, you're you a person of value, I, we, we share a lot of similar values and, uh, you know, I wouldn't, I, I look, I, it, I wouldn't ask just anyone to do this. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I want everyone to know how much faith I have in what you have to share and, and I want them to know if they're going to work with you as a health coach, then they're going to have a, they're going to have a world-class health coach. They're going to have top notch. And so, so they should know what is it that you do talk all about, tell about your, I think I said the name of it earlier, but just tell, what do people need to know about the business
1: that you that you do? Well, I'm a health coach. Um, my company's called Dare to Thrive. And basically I help people live to their highest potential. And um, we start out with just foundationally, where are you in your health? And um, people come from all different places in their health. I have people who have just had babies. I have people who are seniors and everything in between. And it's really, where are you in your health? And the biggest thing that I, uh, the only prerequisite I have for working with someone is that they are ready and excited to make changes to their lifestyle. And they want to, they want to be a healthier version of themselves because Mm -hmm. they know the value that health brings to them. Absolutely. So I always say if someone's just coming to me because they want to be a certain number on the scale, mm-hmm. I'm probably not a good fit. Yeah. Or if they just want to get bikini clad, I'm probably not a great fit. <laughs> those aren't bad. You know, those in and of themselves yeah. aren't good things, but their overall um, well-being and how they're mm-hmm. able to show up and do life. And that's why I love connecting with you because mm-hmm. we're talking about overall life. Yes. I always relate it back to um, when I was working at the Y. If I had a head cold, mm-hmm. just a head cold, yes, I felt off. Mm-hmm. I felt foggy. I wasn't at my best. I was probably cranky with my staff team. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't showing up full, uh, full me.
0: Yeah, whole kind
1: of right. And that was just head yeah, cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if people have chronic health issues, mm-hmm. then all of that. Uh, unhealth disease is yeah. every day impacting how they're showing up yeah. with their family, with their job, with everything. Mm-hmm. And so I want to give people that solid foundation mm-hmm. of where they can go out and be the best version of themselves for the people that they love. I love that. So I work one-on-one with people, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of accountability and support. Mm-hmm. I have people who think if they did one thing that wasn't one plan or yeah. on our, you know, our part of our system and our, our program that they failed. Yeah. And I'm like, nope, that's called life. I yeah. <laughs> have a lot of those. So I'm there to remind them, this is all part of life. And mm-hmm. what we're doing is teaching new habits yes. and habits take time. Just like I said earlier, it's, it's seven years later, I'm still breaking the habit of workaholic yeah. tendencies, yeah. changing lifelong habits, eating, which we've been doing since we were babies mm-hmm. is not easy to change. Absolutely. And so I work with them to create those habits to create a mindset that looks at health as a good thing, not a punishment. So many people look at exercise as a punishment. They look at eating healthy as a punishment. Even when we were kids going to bed on time was a punishment, right? Uh And so all of those things, when we look at the value that they bring and how they can actually bring us a lot of joy in life, Uh that's what I hope to uncover with people and give them the tools to be able to do that. Oh, that's
0: fantastic. Great. Such good stuff. And it's and and the word when you first started talking that was coming to my mind is holistic. Yes, It is. And, you know, in, in the why one of the you know, you said you love the mission of the why. Well, in there mm-hmm. is the idea of body, mind and spirit. Right. Mm-hmm. And I always say, you know, we are spiritual beings gifted with an intellect living in a physical body. And those things are not separated from each other that we are always all of those. And so we're, in other words, we're living on those three planes simultaneously. Mm -hmm. And as you pointed out very well, they, they all have their effect on each other. And, And I like this sort of wholeness idea that you're doing and, and it's, I'll tell you the other thing, I don't know if I should say this or not, but I was thinking as you were talking, you're like the human, the Noom, <laughs> you know, Noom is a Noom, they use a psychology, well, you're doing what they, the model that they're, that they're using is great. It's kind of an AI model, but you're, you're, this is a very personal thing and it's a one to one idea
1: and it works. And I love the connections that I get to build with people because I do it one-on-one. That's great.
0: That's great. Well, what I'm going to make sure of is that people have every way to get a hold of you. I'm going to put your bio when we put this out there. But I want to just end by saying thank you for doing this uh, podcast, this special podcast, and also uh, thanks for what you're going to do for people that are involved in Leaders Fuel Daily. And, and I hope that people will listen to this and want to bring more people into this community. And I want to say again, we're, uh, the, the 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 purpose of Leaders Fuel Daily as the Facebook group and as the podcast is for conscious leadership and entrepreneurial empowerment. So everything that we're doing is going to be with that. And I think that uh, you know it's something that people should want to bring other people to and uh, so I appreciate that you're going to be involved in this in a in a deeper level this way as well so thank you very much for that and uh, I'll look forward to hearing what you have to share the next time.
1: Thank you I'm looking forward to it.